You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Morning show at East Coast, our vet Pete Weatherburn from Bray Vet and Old Con in Bray is here. And I was just listening to uh, the west of Ireland and the flooding and that sort of stuff. And the farmers talking about uh, the calving and the lambing and all that sort of thing. And uh, these farmers were saying, we're cut off, all our roads are cut off, it's all floods and things. And he says, I don't know what I, what I would do if I need a vet. Mm, you know, because yes, uh, yeah. you're talking about not domestic animal vets like yourself, but uh, farming vets. Farm vets have a really, really tough time, especially during the months of February, March, April, May, because um, breeding of animals is seasonal. So animals, whether they be um, cattle or sheep, they produce their young at this time of year. Um, and often they'll do that within quite a short window, perhaps of three months. So that means all of the all the animals on a farm are born at that time, and um, birth is a very uh, vet intensive time because it's quite common for animals to get f- females to get stuck when they're producing a a, 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 a lamb or a, ca- a calf, and as well as that, there are a number of diseases around that time that are linked to the fact that their bodies are under physiological pressure during the process of of pregnancy and lactating. Um, so um, vets at this time of year are often called out um, during the the night time and uh, weekends and so they tend to be absolutely crazy 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 busy and that's even without the extra complications by the weather as you describe so i my 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 thoughts are with large animal vets right now because it's it's like i say it's they have pleasantly quiet times sometimes in the in the summer when small animal vets are very busy with itchy dogs and so on but in the in the springtime you, you can't get more busy than a farm animal vet and actually it's causing quite a lot of issues with with um recruitment of of young vets because a bit like young farmers are less keen than their um forebears to spend every minute of the day from dawn to midnight on the farm and every weekend in the same way young vets you know once it goes past six in the evening they're kind of saying well you know surely work's finished now you know they they're not as keen to 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 to, to get involved with all of the emergency care as as their as their forebears were and i completely understand that it's it's a big challenge to get the balance the work-life balance right because you, you can end up working every minute you have in your life so what are you saying no, don't do frivolous things uh at the moment is it just um if there are emergencies i yes. i i think i think um farm people who work with farm vets understand this it's, it's part of the the seasonal calendar everybody just knows that um in the springtime farm vets are crazy busy and so everything works out around that i guess yeah. Mm. Uh, it's Peter, it's a question from Sarah in Bray. Uh, what is his advice for cherry-eyed dogs? Will it keep recurring? Do they grow out of it? Uh, what's best and correct treatment? What's a cherry-eyed dog? Yeah, it's quite a common problem that we see. Um, it's called cherry-eye because the dog looks as if it's got a cherry in the corner of its eye. Literally, it's got like a big red blob in the inner corner of one or both eyes. And that's why it's called cherry eye. But what it actually is, is a prolapse of the the third eyelid. Now, dogs and cats have got three eyelids. Like, humans have got two. We've got an upper eyelid and a lower eyelid. Dogs also have a third eyelid, which is a, um, a little eyelid that shoots out from the corner of the eye across the eye from the inside to the outside and it happens when their eye when they, when when they blink normally so you don't see it at all so when they blink this little it's like a little windscreen wiper shoots out from the inside to the and back again when they blink 
Now, with cherry eye, um, that little third eyelid gets stuck in the... You know how sometimes your windscreen wiper gets stuck in the middle and it won't go down properly? Well, it's the equivalent of that. The third eyelid gets stuck in the outside position. So it's, so when they open their eye, and when they stop blinking and open their eye, you can actually see it halfway across the eye. And then once it's got stuck in the out position, then what happens is um, the blood supply to it changes and it becomes inflamed and it gets swollen. And so it swells up and that's why it looks like a cherry. Right. So that's what cherry eye is, a prolapse of the third okay. eyelid. Um, now the problem is, what, what do you do about it? It can't be left there because it becomes infected and painful and it looks awful. So... The, the, the only correct thing to do is, is a surgical operation to put it back into place and to sew it back into place. Oh. And that, that's quite specialist. That, that, that would often be done by an eye, an, an eye, somebody who actually specializes in treating nothing but dog's eyes. Because it's quite a delicate thing. You have to put long-lasting sutures around the thing and sew them back into the, the, the deep recess on the inside of the in a corner of the eye. Um, and because it's quite complicated, what some vets attempt to do sometimes is to take a much more uh, radical approach and literally cut the thing off, just literally snip off the third eyelid. Now, that's a very simple procedure to do. It's much quicker, much, le much less expensive. But the problem is that there are often long-term bad consequences because the third eyelid has a function um, if you get rid of it, there's consequences. There are consequences. So can it be managed with antibiotics or something? No, no. You have to do the procedure oh which ties it back into place in the inner corner of the eye. How much is that? Well, I don't know what it would cost, but I'd say it would be something like three or four hundred quid. So it's not cheap, you know. Um, it depends on the severity, on the size of the animal, and all sorts of things. But the thing is that once that's done, and once it's done properly, then it's a fix for life. It doesn't. It's not something that tends right. to recur. But the temptation, like I say, is to snip it off. But you, before snipping it off, you have to talk to the vet in detail about what the possible consequences are, because there can be sometimes other. For example, there's a problem called dry eye, where uh, where, where there aren't enough okay. tears produced in the eye, and that needs that needs ongoing expensive treatment as well. And so you can cause dry eye by removing a third eyelid. So isn't it much better? to keep the third eyelid and just do the right thing and sew uh, it back into place. Okay. Uh, Pete Weatherburn, our vet from uh, Brave Vet Old Connor.